the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Bookler. I'm Chris Heine. And I'm Francesca Butchko. And we thought we would take the day, well, okay, maybe not the whole day, maybe just a piece of the day to tell you a little bit about um, Skate or Die and everything that's gone on in the last month to kind of make it come to fruition. This last Friday, we had a spectacular opening, which, by the way, I have never seen so many fantastic skaters in the same place. <laughs> what is that? Skaters with a Z? Yeah, with a Z. Uh, <laughs> and a bunch of regular normal people also. Um, but uh, definitely was super cool seeing the format of this up on the walls. If you guys haven't seen the photos, I think they should be up pretty soon if they're not up already on our Flickr page. Um, we'll make sure to link uh, to that on our Facebook page and on the blog as soon as they're up. But this format is a little bit different than we have done in the past. It's a 3D object this time. We're actually doing this on real seven-ply Canadian maple skate decks. And so all the artists have sent in the work. We've got all these super gnarly skate decks up on the wall. And uh, it's going to be up through November 9th. November through, 9th. Yeah. Yes. So if you haven't had a chance to hear about the show, um, it basically was not only a perfect show that we wanted to do right for the Halloween season, but we also knew that uh, with this new format, we were going to be able to do something that was really interesting, sort of a long, whether it was like a long uh, landscape format or just a really tall vertical format, some really awesome stuff. And so we've got some really unique designs, um, some really cool things that fit with the shape of the board. I think you guys will be impressed. So we hope you get to check it out. But that being said, um, let's go all the way back to the beginning of this concept the origins of this project actually started about 10 years ago. And I don't know if I told you guys this, but I know Francesca knows because she was mm-hmm. a part of this a long time ago. Um, so I've been putting on skateboard shows since 2004, I think. And uh, it was one of the very first collaborative projects that I did with um, a group of people. And I actually started it at the Minneapolis College of Art and Design um, with my students. And so I teach product design over there. And it was probably one of the most, one of those guys' favorite projects, I think, of the year because we were actually doing this on physical boards. And up until maybe a year ago or so, we would normally just um, give out boards to everybody. And then however people decided to decorate them was how it went and so we would be developing these board designs you know kind of doing a little bit of research on you know different demographics different styles different graphic design kind of aesthetics and Francesca you remember the board you did back in the day? I do I still have it. What was that like? Um, Well it was interesting because I think I was in the second class that ever did it so I was there a long time ago and I remember being terrified of not sure of how to do it. Really? So, yeah, well, instantaneously I was terrified. And then after that, I was like, oh, I'll figure this out. And I ended up painting directly under my board with acrylic. And I did kind of a, mine was a hula girl. I don't know if you remember it. I do remember it. Sometimes when I think about it, it's super lopsided. It's horrible. (laughs) It was, but in order to get the line art in there, I painted acrylic and then I scraped the acrylic out with an X-Acto knife. So the line art is the board color because I scraped it out. Whoa. Yeah. That sounds time intensive. It was pretty time intensive. Yeah. And so do you remember, you know, like having to do, is that the first time you ever did a skateboard design? Yes. And so like fast forward 1 million years now into the future here. And after having a product design as a background, you think you would have done it a little bit differently now? 
Yes, well, scraped it I actually, it's exacto? funny, I was talking to Ian about it yesterday, because I, oh, really? I was not in the same practice in class as he was, and I wasn't actually even sure that he took it, but he did, and he did do a board, and he did it the way that I think a lot of students do it now, which is printing it on a piece of, like, really high quality, some type of shiny computer paper that is flexible enough to wrap on a board and mm-hmm. big enough, and then coating it with um, polyurethane, which is pretty cool, because then you can do... I mean, you have a lot more freedom, I think, you know? Yeah. Which I think I, w- I probably would have done that until I learned this new method. And uh, then now, like, there's no other way that's better than yeah. this new method. Yeah, and I'll talk about that in just a second. And so just in general, though, um, you think your perspective of how to how to make some cool art for a board has changed? Yes. Really? Yes, definitely. And that was the other thing that was at the time of the pro- the project and coming up with the design. I think my design changed when I actually started working on the board, because I was like, oh, wait, this is super vertical. This yeah. isn't even a little bit vertical. It's very tall and narrow. I remember people's thumbnails during these projects, and they would make something that was You'd sort start of like with a, a square. Yeah, a square, you know, like an eight and a half by 11 ratio thing. And then you're like, wait a second. When you actually see what it's like, I think we were calculating, Jenny and I were thinking about mm-hmm. like, what fits on a 13 by 19 sheet of paper? And what is it, four inches it was, wide? Yeah, it was going to be 18 inches by four inches. That is ridiculous. Ugh. It's like a little strip. It's like yeah, a Band-Aid. super skinny. Like a really yeah. long Band-Aid. And then you also have... <laughs> You have the to account for the trucks in there, too. So you don't want to put important things in two areas. So mm-hmm. the skateboard is, like, chopped into three pieces. Yeah. So you have to kind of think, okay, well, it's tall, narrow, and it's divided into three pieces. Yeah. So One thing I think is interesting about this is every time we would do this project, people would um, be in one of several camps here. They'd either have had a skateboard before and kind of understood like all the different brands that were out there and would kind of look at the different styles of things or, you know, they'd know that certain riders would have like, you know, one artist would do all the artwork for like a team of riders or, you know, however it was, however it was. And then there would be, you know, um, places that would have these like limited edition decks that would happen every now and again and all of like the, you know, the logo decks and things like that, that were just kind of more a graphic design placement of their logo somewhere on there. Um, but I think what's kind of cool about this show that I'm really impressed by, and actually after doing this project for so many years, I think it's, it is exceptionally interesting to see how people are treating like the skate or die, you know, the die part of our like theme for this, just because we have a wide range uh, of people that, that are doing things that are really kind of lighthearted and a little creepy to things that are actually kind of gory things that are a little disturbing, things that are a little humorous, like it's all over the gamut, you know? But um, very few people have chosen to do something that I, th- I think fits a, I'm going to, This is these are my air quotes, like a standard, like more graphic design oriented board, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense because we're an art gallery. But at the same time, like I feel like I would have expected somebody to do a ton of type or something or somebody to do like a ton of you know make up their own like branded something but mm-hmm. um but it's really interesting just to see the the way that things kind of worked before we go into like the details of how all this stuff got actually on the boards and on the wall let's go back a little bit and I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast last time but Jenny do you skate um no, I <laughs> I want I want to skate and I've thought about it many times. 
I don't do super well on with things on wheels. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, I used to break a lot of bones. So yeah, I that's probably not good for idea. you. That's yeah. probably not for but you. But I like it. I, I like, like the idea of it. I like the idea of it also. Chris, what about you? Ever have a skateboard? Yeah, I had skateboards and I skated um, a lot as a younger child. So like, not a super pro? You were never a no, super No, I'm pro? pretty bad. I, I'm pretty tall and lanky and then um, I got hurt too much and then I quit. Oh. <laughs> and I blame being tall and lanky only in the fact because I feel like I fell a lot further and harder than... <laughs> Did you fall directly on the top of your head? You turned upside down? No, I down fell and... on my arm. Oh. You can play but basketball, though. I did also not play basketball. Oh, yeah. See, you failed on both accounts. Um, so you're like... But I had friends who skateboarded a lot, like at a, I, I wouldn't say semi-pro level, but they... They were good. They were good, and they actually did like commercial spots where they needed skateboarders and stuff kind of like in the background for cool advertisements and stuff so they would kind of do that's like the 90s they, i guess so yeah. by professional skateboarder they would sometimes skateboard in like psa announcements and stuff like that i remember there was one where there was a bobblehead and, and my friend had to like ollie over it and it was like it's supposed to be like i don't remember the, the t- tobacco lobbyists or something i don't remember what it was oh it was really very, it was a very yeah <laughs> it was kind of a stretch but um but they were all very short and i felt like their compact nature <laughs> they're closer to the board they can <laughs> yeah i feel like there's something about the the way the gravity works that made it a little bit more natural for them to f- to be balancing on this precarious board i'd like to hear if other people think that that's a real thing or if it's just a fact it's that probably not because good. i can think of a lot of i feel like all professional skateboarders now that i think about it are tall and lanky yeah we'll have to do a poll when was that happening late 90s what when when your friend was uh doing all no, the that was like stuff? 2000 2004 Really? Somewhere around there. I feel like there was a whole section of time. I don't think it ever went away. I don't think I don't think people ever stopped skating. Really? But I feel like I see more and more people using it as a form of transportation these days than I ever have in the last mm-hmm. like, I don't know, ten years I'm gonna say. I like, would also say that I've seen more people rollerblading in the past couple years. What, what? really? Yeah. Again? Yes, I know. I don't know how that. Maybe it all came back somehow. I don't know. Are you like out on the beach or something? No. So like, I feel like in the what is it in a speedo? Early '90s, uh, maybe it was even earlier than that. You know, Bart Simpson had a skateboard, and so everybody got a skateboard. Yeah, I will also say that's the reason why wasn't the reason why I had one. I had a boyfriend that had one, and I was jealous, so I got one. I also a poser. I also (laughs) I also did rollerblade like heavily. I was heavily into rollerblading. And there was a moment where rollerblading was kind of like a edgy uh, X Games kind though? of thing. It was, was it yeah, 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 yeah. I think and it people was, were people were doing time rails and all that were kind of stuff. Their CD players with nail polish. Yep, and <laughs> was I was at the same time those stupid shoes with the with the little. No, no, no. That was later. That was like five or six years later. So I was pretty good the at rollerblading. Shoes. Actually, I could like no, do I could do tricks like... on that, and I feel like I threw my hat in the wrong ring. Probably. Yeah, you probably did. I feel like, uh, yeah. I Lindsay like has a abnormal hatred to rollerblades. So. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. You I mean, I could slap on a well, pair of rollerblades like right now. About, what about I, roller skates? Because, well, here's the thing: well, is I adorable. also used to play street hockey, so that's probably why rollerblades were the natural. Actually, okay, all right, all right. Okay. Street hockey takes rollerblades up like several positive I don't know. points. When I was in first grade, rollerblading was like the coolest thing. <laughs> no, but but first grade. The first reason grade. I'm saying that is because probably when I was in first grade is probably when you were rollerblading in in high school. <laughs> no one late high school. 
Yeah, well, I don't know how, how old would you be in. Wait, actually, it wasn't late high school; it was like middle school, I guess. Right? No, that you would have been. You would have been in middle school, so you probably were rollerblading when I was. Do they even sell those anymore? Rollerblades. I feel like rollerblades yeah. went yeah. out. Yeah, no, they totally. They they sell. Do they? Yep. Yeah, they totally do. have a weird thing about rollerblades. Okay. Well, I'm just, <laughs> just checking. Just I checking. Didn't know I know there think, was a problem with them. I feel like there's only four people in this entire city that have them, and every time I see no, those, no, you guys, go to the like, roller rink, and everyone's got them. Yeah, I feel like also if I took a poll of who's at the roller <laughs> rink, I'd be like, it's there the are so many people. adults. It's the same four people no, that are. I, I see a lot of people on rollerblades. Really? But I on see the greenway, more people yeah. on skateboards see, and that's the thing. In the last, I think maybe it's just this neighborhood, too. I think it's this neighborhood, and I think it's our like part of the city. But in the last two weeks since we've been gearing up for this show, I have wished so hard that I had a like a postcard in my hand every time I drive past somebody on their skateboard so I can just... <laughs> Like flick it, it at them yeah, and then they fall into the street. So I can just fling it out and ho- like hopefully stab not. Stab it in the back of their head. No, not stab it in their <laughs> they head. They just fall off their board. I hope their agility would be high. I would hope so. They kind of are what is pushing that? it. Their de- dexterity? Is that yeah, they probably have to be roll. a dexterity. Yeah. Athletics check maybe. Well, I feel like, probably yeah, no, those guys would have high, high dexterity abilities. Mm. But yeah, but I've seen so many of them that every single time I would see somebody, I'm like, darn it like the reason you probably see more skateboarders also is because the problem with rollerblading is when you get to your destination you, you are on rollerblades <laughs> yeah well that's exactly what the problem that's is so sad yeah i do see a lot of rollerblades on the greenway i don't really yeah. see them in the street yeah though. when i go running along west river parkway there's a lot of rollerbladers do you feel like there is a rivalry here still between them? No. no. No, I don't feel like there is any. Skateboarding's anymore. way better. I think there was when they shared a <laughs> no rivalry. They shared a similar area where for like when I said people were grinding on oh, yeah. rollerblades and making videos like people make skate videos on yeah. rollerblades. Then yeah. it was probably like this or that. It's kind of like skiing versus snowboarding or whatever. Yeah. Oh I yeah. That. that actually is a rivalry. But yeah. now I think it's so it's just it's not it's not, no even, one cares. It's not even the Everybody same thing each anymore. Other. Yeah. They, probably they don't have love like, each other. I just think they. I oh. think they think about they share rollerbladers the, the same way that they think about people walking. I feel like it's like, oh, how, like it's, it's how dogs and cats think about each other. So it's they not don't like, actually care that the other one is there. They just they're there lesser beings. A lesser is, beings. What is there? Is there a rivalry between cyclists and Segway people? There's I feel like rival I feel between I don't really, everybody I don't, people and Segway don't really, people. I don't yeah. know. People don't talk about Segway people. I feel Segway like when you see... I don't even think a cyclist would give a second glance to a Segway person. I think everybody gives a second glance to a Segway Only because person. you want to make sure you don't run into them. Does anybody Maybe. own a Segway or is it just like The same tours? four people that have rollerblades have no, a No, they're not the same. I they're never just see a different anybody with a Segway. It's a different four people. Or a Razor scooter. I've seen well, then people like four. in oh. groups riding down Hennepin <laughs> on razor scooters, which is the worst thing I've ever. Yeah, like that. I had Aren't to like lie down after that. Back of the back of the thing like flies around. Like yeah, it's a, yeah, it's only attached at like a pivot point. Yep, your foot is just like at one spot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You could it's fall so right sad. over. And then there's yeah. a motor on it. That's I, like the worst idea. Oh, there's no motors on the ones no, no, that I know. No, no, no. The ones that are just like you push it, but it's like. It's like a skateboard with a tube sticking out of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those. Yeah. Well, Which this is- was that only with a motor. Like, imagine a Razor scooter with a motor. There's mm-hmm. a pack of people on those driving down Hennepin. It's like, that's, so it, that's like the pack of the punk rock bikers that have like. Yeah, it was like a bikes. motorcycle gang, only they're on motorized razor scooters. <laughs> they were really little. Like the scooters are really little. They weren't. I I wasn't sure if they could buy them like that or if they had somehow modified little ra- razor scooters. There's also scooters. like a little gang over by our house that rides um, those miniature motorbikes that are like 
the little clown ones? size. Yeah. yeah, but they're real <laughs> no. motorcycles, but they yeah. are like <laughs> My dad really small. Oh, that's so awkward. So, so your knees like fly out to the side. Yeah, I feel like you'd get run over by a real car. I feel like as soon as you tip I thought this your, was just for tricks. your knees. I didn't think you drove it. What's the trick? You, you just do. stand up you and pick it up and then flip it, it around <laughs> <laughs> sit it back down. No, like you jump on stuff. I, I don't, don't know. I don't think you can do that on those. They're, they're, not, they're not made for that. <laughs> what do you do with it? You just ride it. It's like a tiny little motorcycle. It's heavy. I think of all these things, I still pick skateboards as the one that I think is like a... Like yeah, a, I think so too. Roller yeah. skates. and. Voting for roller you, skates. You won't even get on a roller skate. Roller skates I'll take over all the other things. She wouldn't get on a skateboard. She didn't I, get on a roller skate. I did get on a skateboard. It was a bad idea. Did you fall? I didn't fall. I, I ro- scooted around for a little while and I stopped. Did, I think I would like a skateboard we, on a flat surface. We, yeah, no, a skateboard. I mean, like I, I did. I, yes. <laughs> yes, my household has skateboards and we did ride skateboards, but I don't think it counts. We were just like riding down the block. That's like nothing. Oh. Like yeah. it, we so were in like, conclusion, we are all skate pros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. I think, you know, for probably my entire high school up until actually probably through through senior year, I tried my hardest to actually figure out how to do something worthwhile on a on a skateboard. And I could ollie over things and that was about the extent of my my skateboarding prowess. That was that was it. Kickflips are hard. Everything else is hard. Kickflips are dangerous. Staying yeah, on your like, skateboard is hard enough, let alone like doing any anything that doesn't like rip your skin off afterwards. But just just saying, just putting that out there. But I still, I feel like there are plenty of people that do an amazing job doing it. Also, I feel like longboards have replaced regular skateboards in a lot of like commuting scenarios over here. Yes. Also, and yeah. I see those. Is it because there's more lot. room? You could put your backpack on it. I think there's no way to <laughs> fall off of a longboard. Really? I feel you like... You could probably fall, like, the other way. Well, you <laughs> like, could, sideways. You could, <laughs> I mean, you could probably fall off of it if you were trying to, but I feel like you would have... Like, every time you go over a bump, if you're actually on... If, say you're on a sidewalk, you're not going to fall over when you hit one crack. Yeah. Well, you probably would if you were on a regular skateboard, if you don't Maybe. normally skate around. Or are you going to jiggle all your bones, like, out of a skeleton shape? Like with a normal skateboard. I don't know. They're like maybe yeah. They just seem like there's they're covering more ground, so they're harder to pick up off the ground. Yeah, I think they're a lot smoother ride too. Maybe it's the difference between a commuter bike and a that baby bike, the, the tiny bike, bike that Jenny's or like dad a has, mountain bike. a big wheel. <laughs> well, okay, you have so a couple <laughs> boards. One's for tricks. One's for commuting. I think so. Yeah. And so, um, let's let's talk about this for a second. Um, this project, besides it's like interesting origins like a long time ago has been uh kind of like it took a new twist this time because we were faced with a challenge of trying to set up a display and kind of a exhibition that had the physical boards Um, we knew that all the artists were sending in artwork and we had to figure out some sort of way to finagle them all onto things um the original prototype for this uh which you guys can see if you want to see it was a uh, it's actually in the the gallery too. It's a design that I did uh, of a Venus flytrap, and so we were thinking about all these great kind of macabre and sort of creepy um, things. And we had this like aha, like eureka moment when we actually sat down and used the same process that you would do in like a like a commercial setting, but did a hand done 
I mean, yes, they're all hand done. I shouldn't mm-hmm. even say that. They're all hand done, but they're just done by um, many, many people at the same time. Hand done process of applying a decal to a blank deck. And so we searched out a great supplier. We found somebody who had really great high quality boards. And so we've got seven ply Canadian maple boards, which is you know, a good standard. Um, and then we chose a decal that would allow the wood grain of the board to show through which I think was another really cool thing about this project that people Mm -hmm. use to their advantage in so many cool ways Um, the boards themselves are relatively light and some of the different patterns on the back are actually pretty intense like some of them are pretty cool they've got these like great striations and you know different kind of wavy patterns and then some look like normal wood grain Um, but depending on the designs and depending on the uh, value of you know, the different colors, you can see through some of them in sort of like a translucent manner, sometimes transparent, and sometimes it's totally opaque depending on how dark it is. So how it went is we, of course, um, have really great printing facilities here at Light Gray to to do a lot of the print-on-demand stuff for some of the shows. And so we sat down and printed out um, the first handful of these things, which took uh a while printing on these decals is really interesting it's totally different printing Mm -hmm. like method feels Mm -hmm. a little finicky um but then we had to spray it with uh several coats of a clear varnish in order to make the print stick so the process is actually really really similar to preparing a temporary tattoo if you've ever made a temporary tattoo on your own or if you've ever bought one it's almost identical it's on like a really sort of like jello-y film and we floated inside a tub of water for a long time. And then Jenny and I do some weird <sighs> acrobatic movements <laughs> yep. and like, and have to sit there and gently lower this slimy, super wiggly decal onto a board and hand position it, hoping that none of the ink is going to move around, hoping that it's going to be perfectly centered, um, get it on there just right. We're, you know, we're on the floor on top of a yoga mat because it hurts our knees because we're actually sitting there both holding this thing. And then um, she would hold it while I would go and I'd, I'd cut the excess around the outside. And so the funny thing is you, you see all these types of things in like a skate shop or, you, you know, you go to a sporting goods store and you see a, a like a regular skateboard. And the funny thing is it's totally done the exact same way anywhere else. Somebody's sitting there applying this decal floating in water doing the exact same thing so it's not really like it's weird it's not a mechanical process it is a human process and so we got to learn all about that um Mm -hmm. i made a joke the other day when we finally got all these things up that i was hoping nobody was going to come in and light a cigarette next to all of it (laughs) so that our whole place wouldn't go up in flames because of all of the coats of varnish and all of the spraying and all the fumes and all the whatever um but when you see them it's incredible. I mean, they're absolutely like rock solid. You can skate on them. They're meant to be used as actual boards. Um, and it's got this really great kind of uh, slick varnish on the top that just holds the decal in there. Um, but it was a really cool process. Did you have any thoughts about that whole thing? The process? Yeah. Um, well, I think this happens anytime you're trying something a little new. I know we did a couple prototypes and some like process things but it was amazing how I don't know what the number was but after like a couple we were like oh this technique works better and then after a couple more we're like this other technique works even 
even better. And so throughout the entire thing, I think by the last like 10 or so, we kind of felt like experts in doing this where we were um, like finessing these things that we had a system down and we knew who was grabbing what edge at what time. Um, so it was really interesting, but I liked seeing the transformation between like the print on a white piece of decal paper and then seeing it applied to the board, like a lot of things would come through. Um, also the board color coming through sort of unified everything together. It was really nice. Um, and a lot of the artists, like you were saying, were really smart about how they position things with on, on the board. Um, a couple people did like when they would have a white spot in their print, it was actually just going to be the board. And so they were really smart about how that board would show through in different directions and different places um, and could almost act as like another uh, like creature in the image, which is really cool. Yeah, and I think that worked out really well. What about you, Chris? You made plenty of trips to the spray booth. <laughs> How'd that go? It was fine. I don't know. It's not My <laughs> job was not particularly exciting. It was basically spray wait two minutes, spray, wait two minutes, wait to spray, wait two minutes. And that was hours and hours and hours of that. So do you think this is more or less work than you thought it would be? Um, it was more work for me. Oh, because I thought you guys had it covered. Oh, yeah. Whoops. I thought you guys <laughs> it's okay. You got to listen to the Hobbit during that, so that's cool. Well, I think that's how yeah. every project goes. You're like, this will be no big deal. When yeah, we did two the, minutes. When we'll we did the second. preview, we were like, ah, oh, it's fine. But I think we did it spread over like a couple days. So and we're like, like, what was that? Two minutes? Yeah. What was that? Three minutes? Oh. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it was that similar thing to Dream Arcade and a lot of the other shows where you do things one at a time where I would like do, or for instance, when I was sanding the boards, I was like sanded a table full of them and I was like, that wasn't hard at all. And then I looked and I was like, that was one six or one tenth of all of the boards I have to do. <laughs> so actually this is going to take me hours <laughs> <laughs> whoops well i think there's something to be said too about like being meticulous about these things and i think that was one thing that i always appreciate about the craft of actually creating an object so obviously the artwork you know is the thing that most people are going to look at and they're going to be like oh wow this really incredible drawing and it's really amazing and then i think too like we were sitting there trying to create the perfect consistency of how many how many coatings of you know this matte varnish or how many times we would coat it with the gloss varnish afterwards and how, you know, how we would do this or any touch-ups or sanding, like, and it's, it's take, it took me back all the way into, actually, I'm going to liken it to when I was, oh, two things. Francesca, remember when we had to make packaging mock-ups yep. for candy packaging? Yep. yep. And remember sitting there and being like, you know, or, or Jenny, you know, when you mat a uh, drawing yeah you have to mat it and you have to cut just exactly you don't you can't have right. that little fuzz piece like right, in the corner right in the corner of the you inside know? yeah and same with like the exacto stuff that mm -hmm. we were doing francesca like i remember thinking about that and back when i was in college i had a couple professors that told me craft is everything you know you have an amazing drawing but if you have like a weird presentation then all of a sudden you're like uh-oh you know, like, what have you done? So it's funny because every time I do something that's super physical like that, I instantly think of all those times when somebody has reminded me, like, you can't have any bubbles. You can't have any this. You can't have any problems anywhere. Nothing here, nothing there. And um, it you kind of get in the zone of repeating these processes, like Jenny said, where you, you're kind of meditative about it. 
but you're kind of using the it's like you've got muscle memory going but you're also looking at all these weird details mm-hmm. you know we'd sit and we'd hold it up and like flex it in the light and see you know what was going on in the board with the you know all the different pieces and it's funny like seeing them in the gallery next to each other it is indistinguishable from a process that you would see on a board that was produced wherever else mm-hmm. except for now i know how many hours went into <laughs> so many hours, so many hours. Like, well that's the wow. funny thing about like I don't know the craft part of it we're lucky that we all have really good craft and have like the patience to like sit and do it there were other times where we would get it and we're like could we make this better and we're like ah don't touch it don't touch it it's all gonna fall apart so I think there's these moments where you're like this is this is what it's going to be and this is, is it's going to be great no matter what. It'll like fix itself and resolve itself as we sort of like work with it. Yeah. Um, and just like knowing that like trusting your hand. I don't know. I don't know how you cut all of these because that seemed like a dangerous job. You know, somebody told me something once. They said the same thing about drawing curves. And I always think about it. It's funny. I have all these weird things that are just <laughs> running through on repeat in my brain. You know, you cut with an exacto, and you have to cut things over and over and over again. If you're not using a ruler, which I wasn't, I have to freehand all the edge of these skateboards, right? And somebody said, just look where you're going and don't look what you're cutting. I mean, I'm not going to cut my hand off, so that's good. <laughs> but like, you know, or look, don't look at what you're drawing. Look at where you're drawing to. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Terry yeah. Terry Beatty taught us that in inking. I oh, wonder, really? I wonder if that is an inking. I, I mean, you, you are an inker as well. I think driving too. They're like, look where you're driving, not at yourself driving. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I hope nobody looks at themselves driving. Yeah. You flip your mirror. You're like <laughs> looking at your like, reel. I'm looking good. Yeah. That makes sense. You, well, how did he put that? What, what were you doing when you were... I was in uh, his... I think it was figure in the room. It was a perspective class, but Terry Beatty is an inker. And he is really good at inking, and so he did a, did a little, like, inking demo. Oh. He brought in a Batman page and inked it in front of us, and he told us that. And it's true. It totally works. Um, I don't know. I'm not the best inker. I have a hard time with it. But anytime I actually follow that rule, it always works out good. So. He's got a great name, doesn't he? Terry Beatty, yeah. That's why I always say his full name whenever I say his name. Terry Beatty's name reminds me of, like, a person that should live in the Dick Tracy world. I think he'd like that, too. I feel like that would be I feel be like he'd super love that. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. So good advice, Terry Beatty. Good yeah. job. Yeah, that guy's talented, too. Mm-hmm. He's a good, good, nice guy. Um, yeah, well, I feel like that's really interesting to think about all those little tiny nuances. I wonder if anybody's going to look at the edges of these boards and go, that's a nice cut. That is a nice exact <laughs> cut. Probably not. I well, see, they don't... the point of craft. Right. I think they that won't... is the, the point of craft. you don't notice. You won't yeah. notice it. Yeah. Which, yeah, is a point of all craft. Is hoping that people don't notice. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Because if they did notice, they'd be like, what's that? They'd be like, that's a pretty okay (laughs) cut. What am I looking at? You got that mostly right. Yeah, well, okay, so I I have a class blog that we have to put our artwork up on um, all the time in my digital illustration class. So I, I teach these guys. There's probably 21 people in my class. And they have to post their work. And we talk all the time about like you like the things that you want people to see and the things like like normal hierarchy stuff right like there's something that you're supposed to look at first and then there's something you're supposed to look at second and third like you guys all know what that is but it's really interesting because I think about that the same way here 
like all the stuff in the background that makes sort of a seamless presentation, all that stuff's important, Mm -hmm. but it really shouldn't be something that is the focus of what you did. Mm -hmm. Right. I know we do that role a lot here. Mm -hmm. That was Dream Arcade. Do you, what do you think about that? I actually really enjoy that. I was telling our friend Ryan that last night when I was sitting there, like doing a little bit of like color correcting on some stuff or like, you know, painting the last edge of something or whatever. And, uh, I was like, I actually really like this weird part where I'm doing some weird, like, I wouldn't call it a thankless job because everybody's really nice to me about it, you know? But one of the weird jobs that's kind of in the background where you're like, well, that's how this is my job, you know? I like ordering the prints in the gallery because you're, you like put things next to each other and you're like, oh, that complements each other. But I think people, when they look at the show or look at like the edge of something, they just take for granted that it's it's that way and that's just how it is they don't know it any other way so and it's interesting i mean i and i was talking to ryan about this too i was saying it's funny that and i didn't put it this way but this is my new way of saying this it's funny when your job is the the presentation it's like a big collaboration right and then your job is like presentation the experiential part of it like we talk about some of that like creating an experience in other Mm -hmm. podcasts and stuff um but then that, that little tiny technical side, you know, getting the print just right or like varnishing it just right, like all those weird little things that we do here. I think that that also is a really unique thing. I'm just going to go out on a limb and I don't know if this is completely true. There probably is some other gallery somewhere that might actually do a lot of the com- like compositing of different pieces of things into one unified whole. But I don't know of anybody that does that like we do. Do you? Yeah, I don't know either. We had a um, a guest, Nikki Tundle, who's from uh, Minnesota Public Radio, stop by to do like a mini interview about the process of this show and coming up with the concept and the boards and things like that, which is actually one of the things that spurred our conversation today. And um, she was asking us if this was a normal thing that galleries do. And, and I was like, what? What's a normal thing that galleries do? And one of the things that Jenny kind of said as she was giving the spiel about what Light Gray Art Lab does and stuff like that is is sort of that vision of a whole or like looking at a collection together and being able to kind of, mm-hmm. it's not a compare and contrast necessarily. It's more of a, like a look at all the iterations of things that could happen with one single idea, you know, and then look at how that's applied together in this format whether it's a game or whether it's skate decks or whatever else, you know? Um, and I thought it was really interesting talking with her about that because I don't often think about that side of it. But I think this is going to be interesting. She also asked you a question. I'm going to ask all of you guys this. If you think that people should skate on these decks, if they get one, do you think they should skate on it? Do you think they should put trucks on it, put wheels on it, and then just take it for a spin? Would you want them to do it, or would you want them to use it as a piece of art? As the writer of the press release, <laughs> and I have written the official answer. So have you? We'll see if we. Well, it's in oh, the press okay, release. Oh, okay. So, so we're gonna wait for you. What do you yeah, think? I'll, I'll wait. I vote for yes. Really? Yep. Why? Why? Because I. Yes. Wait. Yes. Yes, you should skate on it. Okay. Um, I am maybe a horrible candidate for destroying things that I use. Like all of my books are really dog-eared and all of my like things that you things that you use i feel like are meant to be used and if that means you accidentally dump tea on it or if you put it through the wash then that's just a part of its life like i think that's 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 poetic yeah 
So I, I like that. And I think it's hard though, because I also, I know these are also a piece of art, um, but I f- book is a piece of art too, I guess. So yeah, that's okay. I, f- I see them as kind of like books. So would you see that? So you use it up? Because she was saying, you know, yeah. at the end of a skateboard's life, you toss it when it breaks in half. Yes. You know what and I mean? I, well, yeah. And I actually, there's, there's a, I feel like it's a short story somebody wrote about wine glasses and how like they're meant to be broken. Like it's something to do with like you give a couple sets of wine glasses when they get married and then, you know, evidently one is going to break at some point and that is just a sign that you've been together for a long time because eventually, you know, if you live long enough and have a long enough like marriage, your wet, your wine glasses will break. And I was like, oh, that's nice. I like that. Huh. You know, so because people don't live forever. So. <laughs> so the point is, yeah, the point is use your stuff before you die, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that the die side? Of That's the die side. Yeah, <laughs> my, die my side die side is die. not so gritty. It's oh, more okay. of a peaceful death. <laughs> when you're old and gray, you will die. Hopefully your skateboard dies before you do. There you go. I think that that works. What do you think? Would you Do you think uh, people should skate on or do you think people should hold it as a piece of art? You know, I do like the way they look on the wall, but I think people should also skate on them. Really? Yeah, I do. Which so tell me about your thought about it. Um, I also think people should use them. I think that that's like part of the point of them. We also have them as prints, and so if you really, really like it as an image, you can also get it as a print. I mean, we do have each of the pieces available as prints. So if I like any of them as a print and want it on the wall, then I'll get it as a print format. Um, I so you know. wouldn't you wouldn't get it and just hang it as a board on the I wall. would do either version. If really? You, if you like it and you don't skate, then that's great. And just keep it on the wall. And it's perfectly fine. I'm I'm not biased either way. Okay. So you're neutral. And yes. what was your answer, Chris? Or would um, you want to hear my answer? You can have your answer. Because Chris is the official answer. I guess. Oh, I'm you're official? official okay, okay. Yes, I think people should skate on them. I'm hoping people will skate on them. And I'm hoping that they... And this is the sad part. I I know that the art gets messed up when you skate on it, but I'm with Francesca and Jenny, neutral Jenny, and <laughs> and morbid Francesca or whatever mm-hmm. she said about morbid. And, <laughs> about uh, I think yeah, destroy like don't destroy it on purpose. Right, you know? that's like the if other thing. If you were using it and you're like, this is how you use a skateboard, like yeah, yeah, poetic. I think was a proper word for the life cycle of a mm-hmm, of a skateboard item. or whatever i mean else. They, they also are they are sturdy like they're not it isn't like it's a board it's a real board yeah, yeah and it's it's a nice board it's like made out of hard wood and you know it's not gonna just fall apart the first time you use it so no no of course not you and don't the, have to be fragile or delicate with them no and and so it is exactly you know the same kind of thing you would do with whatever other deck but i do think and maybe you can argue with me chris if you think this is weird so this is where my hoarding tendencies come in. I probably would, even though I say that I think that people should skate on these. If, say I, I got one, I would have a really hard time actually doing it. Oh, really? I, I would have a really? hard time. Oh, that's, I, I, feel, I don't know why, but I feel like that's strange to me. I want everybody else to, but if I had <laughs> one in my possession, I would be like... Would you put, would you put wheels or trucks on it? Knowing my state of my knees at this current moment oh, I guess in life, that. There I is that. probably wouldn't be acrobatic enough to actually do it correctly. So you know what I would do? I would take it outside and scuff both like both the tails up 
Yeah. And then I would be like, I'm done with that. I think now that's I just what I would destroy this board. I would <laughs> like to think that I would use it if I, if I get one. I yeah. use it regularly, and I kind of do want to get one. But you, you can try it. But See what it's like. part of one. part of the excitement, I think, of getting one would be picking out trucks and putting grip tape. Like I thought, yeah. that would be fun, especially after going through all this process. Yeah, because you like, customize yeah. it. That's like totally one of. The so best that's things. like that's like making a character in an MMO or something. I'm like, yeah, I want to put <laughs> special color grip tape or something, and then I would use it once and find out how bad I am at it, and then I would pretend like it was going to. Yeah. You carry like it around in your backpack. Yeah. Just like just like with WoW. Oh, yeah. sad. Make, make a character, get, get it, it up to level seven, yeah. get it stuck, and then never be destroyed by wildebeest like over and over perpetually. Sounds about right. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds about right. Yeah. So, official answer? The official answer is you are allowed and encouraged to skate on it. Okay. Thank you, Chris. So, we're all right. We are all right. We did it right. <laughs> but I, I think that... Um, it's up to the person. And I bet there's people who buy real skateboards to hang on their wall. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Well, the reason why the reason why Nikki asked was because, you know, we we skirt a fine line with telling people this is an object. You should use it. You know, like no matter even if you buy a zine from somebody, there's a little bit of that like precious nature. You mm-hmm. like hold it in your hand. You're like, ooh, the paper. Like even if it's a Xerox paper or whatever, you're still right. like, well, this is limited. an art object. Like you're supposed to use it and then like toss it to somebody else so they can participate in it or what or you keep it forever whatever you do mm-hmm. right and she was just saying like like what is that like in a gallery when you pick up like an object that is that has this very specific use and we're encouraging people to use them well I think we've done that a couple times this year like especially also with omnibus treasury where yes. we're sort of pushing into the I mean, I'm wearing my earrings from that show today. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I think, um, I don't know. It's usable, it's functional, and it's like bringing art into everyday objects and things, um, which I think gives, like, I know the artists are also having their prints for the show, which is like the art piece. And of course, like you frame it or you hang it or you do like normal art things with it. Um but the skateboard gives people a chance to do something that they would never get a chance to do. You otherwise. like experience the art in a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I think that's, that is probably what the weird rarity of it. I think that is interesting that she asked. So I didn't mm-hmm. think about it until then. I was like, of course there's skateboards. Skate or die. Of course. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, of course it's what it is. You know, format makes sense with this thing. I don't know. And then I got really confused, but <laughs> But I thought I thought it was a good question to ask you guys. No, she was a lot of I think that we asked her more questions because we're like, "What do you think about this? What do you do? How do you? How does this work? How do you do all these things? What do you yeah. do? And well, tell cool. me about your side project. Let me. Yeah. yeah, we don't often get a chance. Like when we are making skateboards for a week straight or something, we don't get a chance to like reflect on what we're actually working on. Or yeah. also like take a break and take a photo or do something document like the that. process. Yeah, of we it. never get a chance to do that because we're just like. Literally, like our face was on the board trying to get everything <laughs> straight. So uh, it wasn't really touching. It was so close. Yeah, but, so close. But fumey, very fumey. Pretty much. It, I mean, when you're that close to the project that you're working on, you don't get a chance to like step back for a second. Yeah, so and nice you're on a deadline. A yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, that's the rare part. Yeah, it was cool, though. It made me think of a lot of things that I, I probably wouldn't have brought to the top of my mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another one of those shows where you finish right right before the doors opened right mm-hmm. doing the last minute stuff night before and the day before and the day of <laughs> you know 
if you were to make a project, another project that had a similar experiential usable thing, if you had the opportunity to, would you take it? Yeah, I would. I mean, you guys get to do that. Yeah, all I was going to say what. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. Not for like, a client. Not for a client. If you were going to do it for yourself, I mean, let me. I mean, I I was thinking clothes. Oh yeah, you made me a big sweater. Yeah, I like I like knitting, and I also occasionally think about. And I don't know. I, we we did make T-shirts. You know, oh, we did make t-shirts. I make, I make mugs for people all the time. Oh yeah. Oh, and you made me that the donut tote bag, which is pretty I did. Cool. And I've really made tote funny. bags too. I like like the hand handmade tote bags where you paint on them or you draw on them. Yeah. Do you do it very often? I haven't done it lately, but I sometimes think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, I make mugs all the time for like wedding gifts, and then you just bake them after you paint on them. Hmm. Hmm. So I do that, but I'd like to do more things. You know. Yeah, well, that's. I was just asking because I just don't. I I'm gonna have to ask some of the artists that are in this one, like how often they cross over into the. And I guess it, there's two different things. Obviously, client work is a little different than creating a self-initiated like object project. You know, um, when Jenny and I were at Icon Eight, we watched uh, one of the directors, art directors from Leica Studios, uh, talk about like his personal practice and he makes things like like objects like things all the time and and he can totally draw and paint and he showed some of that stuff too but that Mm -hmm. was really interesting yeah like it's hard for me to get off of the computer um and sometimes I sketch like you sketch a lot Francesca Mm -hmm. but most of the stuff that I would do just randomly I think maybe is just a a resource and a time situation is flat well you I mean you did get into ceramics and oh i forgot about that how did i forget about that (laughs) i mean i I almost forgot about knitting too like i feel like it's sort of something you do you you sort of dismiss it as a hobby for some reason and so why do you think that is why do you think somebody would say like piece of art versus like a hobby or like a craft project i always was confused by that because if i'm sitting at home making a bunch of jewelry i I don't ever consider it like a craft project you know i'm not like what do you consider it just I don't a fun, know. A fun project. Well, she's know. wearing a little beret and she says she's an artiste. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> I. What, Chris? No. So I. No, but I. I mean, I'm just like making a thing. Like I never. I'm never like this is not the thing I do. This is like like I'm just making a different thing. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was gluing like pom poms to like a piece of paper shaped like a stocking for Christmas that I was gonna like <laughs> punch a hole in, like I might consider maybe that to be a craft project or something i don't know maybe it's the quality of materials i can't tell what the difference is <laughs> it's if, if whether or not you're using popsicle sticks and macaroni yeah how much but, glitter is on my stuff like actually that's not true either because we put plenty of glitter oh on i would use glitter work. on every single thing yeah i think yeah everything well, i don't know you know i think that was another question that nikki asked me i don't know if it's ever gonna if it's gonna show back up in the radio interview but you know like how does a person decide you know which thing like oh, crap. they're gonna a part things. of the yeah the physical part of the process is does it fall under craft you know? or art yeah well i don't know i think i think it always has to do with your intention yeah or what you're doing really and usually i think collections make like all the difference like if you do it more than once then it's more of like an art practice like i keep thinking of cat rabbits work that she does oh or that yeah. could verge on the lines of like craft because it is like high craft but it's also like materials that she's using are like fabrics and knit 
yeah and like wool and well, it's things sculptural and so it's sculptural but when you if you were to like compare it to the same materialist as something else you might like mix the two realms i see but i think it's when you do it more than once and you do it with intention then then it, it like crosses back over that's so such a weird funny. thought isn't it yeah do you ever do anything chris like that i guess you crafty you, yeah. no. he makes D characters you make mock-ups of prototypes games. for games but they're all yeah i wouldn't they're more consider about the that concept a craft though the, yeah i don't put you know, any execution. craft into them they're rough and tumble <laughs> you, well you did make a t-shirt I don't I, I I don't really see the point of putting a category on it, I guess. What Jenny was just saying when she was like, if you make more of them, then it's an art. But I feel like the definition of a craft is doing a lot of a series of one things, for instance, quilt or um, pottery or something. You know, if you consider pottery a craft or something, then mm-hmm. just by the nature of the activity, you are creating a series of things. So I'm not sure... So, so is it the same thing when she also asked me what the difference between design and fine art was? And I said, not much. And then I, well, I laughed and cried at the same maybe, time. Maybe I have a mistake. I feel like design, you are designing to solve a problem. So you are well, totally also doing that with fine art. But maybe the direction is different. Chris's think, face turned into a shape. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I stand by then. Jenny's intention thing. I think it is all about intention. Yeah. About what it's like supposed to be. Like if you say, I'm going to make a piece of art with this felt right. ball, and, then that's just fine. And often, <laughs> right. And, and, and often in craft, you are practicing to get better. You know, you're improving a technical skill. And then I think you would execute craft for a while. You know, you'd make so many you work with ceramic for so long until you felt comfortable enough to be like, okay, well now I'm ready to say something with this. Do you think it's the present, the final presentation that makes it an See, I don't think, I don't think that people aren't trying to say something from the very minute they start. Well, they are, they are, but then then that's intention again too. So if you start out and you're like, this is maybe it's the creator's perceived value of the object. Like if they're like, I don't care, I'm just going to give this to all my nephews. Then that is not art. I think that's not I art. Know. No, I you think I mean? think yeah. that could be totally art. I really? think there's a lot oh, of people who okay. are just like they create art and then they're done with it and they just like give it away. Yeah, done yeah, but you would still you your intention in the beginning would be like I'm making art versus mm. I am improving my skills in pottery. Mm. You'd have to decide that before you started. I don't think it matters. I think it matters. <laughs> it's hard. I don't know. I don't well, live she in asked boundaries, and I was like, man. I don't know. Well, it was it was weird, but it was a it was a very strange headspace to be in after sitting there and I'm like, I am creating a collaborative art project while I'm varnishing this piece of this thing, you know, and I was like, it is totally tied into well, this whole experience, this yes. like weird little yes. like me well, and that- Jenny touching foreheads while we're trying to put this decal on. <laughs> well, like- that was one of the things that uh, she did ask because I think she asked a, a similar question about uh, the gallery and if how we were different than other things or what we were doing and i talked about like all the versions of collaboration that's happening between like all the artists in the show together making a project happen and then like our team collaboration making and spraying skateboards and then like the collaboration and us finishing the boards with the artists and then like i don't know the bigger picture of like people participating or skating i totally think that's part of like the collaborative process you know yeah it like makes, makes the project complete. Yeah. I think that's an awesome place to end today also. Uh, well, wow. That was a lot of things. It's funny. <laughs> 
it's funny what kinds of things we talk about sometimes. Yeah, I was like, whatever. <laughs> so, Skateboarding. I didn't even tell my our injury stories. That's okay. No, you can save it for next time because we got plenty plenty of injury no. stories I'm sure yeah. we could tell. Well, that being said, I hope you get a chance to check out the Skater Die show. Um, plenty of awesome stuff. And it is all, of course, available to see with your eyeballs on our website. And also, if you feel like you want to test one out, you actually want to go and do one, do one. If you want to skate on one, you can find it on the shop. It's shop.likerarytlab.com. And so where else can people find us, Chris? Well, you can email us at podcast at likerayartlab.com. You can follow us on Facebook by liking our page. You can follow their Tumblr. It's lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com. You can subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store, stream us directly on Stitcher Radio, and you can follow us on Twitter. We're at lightgrayartlab. And maybe they're wondering what Lindsay Knoll is up to. Not lightgrayartlab, but Lindsay Knoll. Where can they find you on Twitter, Lindsay? Oh, me? Just for fun? Yep. Okay. Well, it's my <laughs> my, my Twitter uh, thing is paper underscore bicycle. And Francesca? My Twitter? Yep. Is Francesca Butchko. And mine is Teen Wolf Dude. Uh, the most <laughs> fitting. Most fitting. A relic from an ancient day. Uh, yes. And I do not have one. Jenny has Instagram. I do. What's that? I don't know. What? I think it's Jenny Booker. I'm pretty sure it's Jenny, it's sure it's like Jenny, it's Jenny Bookler. Bookler. <laughs> Well, we, we shall put links somewhere. That's fun. That's always fun. And uh, last note before we head out uh, we have game night coming up this Wednesday. Yeah, we're, we're having deck building night, so we'll be playing all sorts of deck builders, and it is a wonderful type of, it's of games. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's pretty darn Specifically good. thinking of Francesca, but Lindsay and Jenny likes them as well. And we'll be playing those, and you can come check it out. If you don't have never played them, we'll teach you how. We have Dominion, which is a really good one to start on, but we also have um, some of the next steps, like Arctic Scavengers, my personal favorite, or Marvel Legendary, which is a cooperative. It's the space one? Star Realms? Star Realms. Oh, yeah, Star Realms. So we'll have a bunch of deck builders and other awesome. games. Anything you want to bring, bring it along. Bring some friends. Just play in our space. Yeah, we'll have plenty of tea and coffee for you guys, too. And what day is that? Wednesday? The 15th. The 15th yep. from 630 to... 930. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Okay. Well, I hope you guys get to check out the show. And, of course, if you haven't had the chance to play Dream Arcade yet, you can find a giant purple button on the front of our website. I hope you guys get a chance to play that, too. We have that definitely um hanging out next to uh all the skater die stuff and still celebrating that as well so thanks again and we'll talk with you soon